Yo, hello, yo, hello. What's going on? Everything's good. What's going on, people? This is Maurice Boykin. It's your boy Demarco Motri, and we are here. Why are you already know how we do, how we get down. We got to need no more of the intro, man. We're going to go right into the show. Uh, we got a busy show for y'all. We're going to talk about NBA playoffs, of course. We're going to touch on that top of the show. But the main thing while we're here, y'all, y'all know why we're here. We're here for this NFL schedule. The regular season schedule has officially been dropped. And that's pretty much the start of the NFL season to me, man. It's before the draft, beginning of the year. So I'm excited about it. Of course, we should all be excited about it. Um, you know, we get, we get to see who our teams are going to play and whatnot. So but let, let's uh, let's start with the playoffs. So that's that's something that's going on right now. Um, a couple a couple series are are competitive. A couple ones seem like they're not about to be competitive, but. Um, one of the big storylines of the week was the Warriors blowing that 31-point lead at home, but they bounced back pretty well and took care of and took care of them, took care of the Clippers on last night, which was yeah, a Thursday, and they took the three, the two-one series lead. Yeah, no. Um, if you guys listened to the last show, which I'm sure y'all did. Um, I'll, I was, I'll let y'all know the Clippers, they, they not, I don't, I, nowhere near upset alert or anything like that, but I knew it was going to be a little tough out. That man, Gallinari, man, he's, he's one of the boys, Lou Willville. Yeah, they're going to be a little tough. Harold, too. But I mean, the Warriors going to win this series, but it, I, I feel like the Clippers are going to do a pretty decent job. That 30.1 lead, that was, that was just a testament to coaches. Salute Doc Rivers on that one because yeah. 31 points, man. To get a team to play through all of that is. It's outstanding, you know. You don't see that all the time. Yeah, that's a testament to the culture, for real, for real. Honestly, um, that that series was really good. Uh, also, oh, too, the Masters, yeah, Tyler Tiger Woods. Oh yeah, we get we get to talk. About, oh yeah, we get to talk about Tiger. Glad, glad you brought that up. Hey, speaking of mental toughness, hey, salute that man, Tiger Woods, for real, for real, because it was eleven years since he's last won a major. And to have the mental toughness this man's went through, injury after injury, cut after cut, people telling him he's washed, he can't do it anymore, he's, he's just done, he need to retire. And I mean, it's just, it's just a real testament to how mentally tough and how dedicated he is to the sport of golf. And it was it was definitely inspiring for like me to see. And just the fact that like it was because it was so much adversity against him. Like it was pretty much everybody was against him, dropped for the deal. We already know about his uh domestic disputes that he had in the past but yeah just to find a way to get over those injuries and still be want to be locked in and get ready to play at the age that he's in right now it was just amazing to see what sports is all about it is it's one of the greatest comebacks i think you could ever really see in sports especially for for what he had to go through because it wasn't just like you said um psychological with his family it was physical too man big man um Big Big Tiger had a lot going on with his back. Yeah, that back is no joke, for real. Back and knee, and you know, and, and knees. He need all that in order to to play the game of golf. So that was an amazing thing. That's probably going to be the highlight of golf for the next year and a half, two years, unless he goes on a run. So um, that's nice and all, but. There's only a, a couple series I think can go to six or seven games. For yeah, the playoffs. it's a lot of them that are straight junk. And Portland taking a 2-0 series lead surprised me. Not because they weren't good enough, but because OKC okay, let it happen. And I right. and Paul George got a bump shoulder, which I get it. But still, going down 0-2 is tough. Now they have to win game three and four. Oh, yeah. Game three, yeah, game three and four are dubs. It has to be. It has to be. They have to win both of those games. And Russell Wilson got to play better because he's not shooting the ball well at all. And Damian yeah, no. Lillard is just like playing circles around him, really. Complete 180 from last playoffs. Yeah, no. Um, game game one, I like uh, how they kind of – the Blazers came out in there. I already knew the Blazers would give us everything we got. Coming off of two straight years of being swept, 
and mm-hmm. all the cast, it was good top to bottom. I knew they were going to come out like gangbusters game one and try to do everything. That being said, the Thunder didn't play that well, but were very close to that game most of the game. And they um, had a big lead in the other game, so you're right. It's not like they have absolutely no chance to win. It's just they got to they gotta find a way to get more efficient games out of the, out of the superstars and get some type of shooting. Because really the problem with OKC is a shooting. Like Yeah, definitely. Once you get past George and Westbrook, it's like... Uh, <laughs> um, I think Paul George is the only person on that team that I would just be like, okay, take a three-point shot. Yeah, he's just like shooting. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah he's got to make it. Yeah, he's the only uh, dead-eye three-point shooter that we have, for real, for real. I did like, well, uh, PG, um, when they asked him, after game two about his shoulder, he said he was pain free and he didn't have any issues, even though game one it kind of looked otherwise. So <laughs> he said he said he said his shoulder is good. So hopefully that carries into game three. I think once honestly, once they get home for game three and four, the role players are gonna play a lot better because those role players are gonna play a lot better at home. Um trail the trailblazers, their guys are gonna play as well. They're uh bench was not gonna play as well out on the road so yeah. I, I see okay see tying this thing up and taking it back on the uh i do as well because this will be a long series another long series out west could Denver. go seven yeah oh yeah could go seven i think it probably will go seven and that and that goes back to portland so we'll see about that um i still got okc winning the series somehow some way um and another tight series who i actually i might have predicted is that denver versus spurs I'm sorry. Yeah, Denver, Denver gets the Spurs. Denver is taking a 2-1 series lead, and Jamal Murray is taking that from being 3-0. Jamal Murray's game two yeah, performance in the man. fourth, he saved that thing from from being really, really, really ugly. Like, really ugly. And he had yeah. an ugly game to start. So, I don't yeah, know if that guy the got experience to win, especially if Paul Millsap is going to only do what he's been doing. Because they, he's the only person on their team who's been to the playoffs, Paul Millsap. And it's looking like it. Because Jamal Murray is good but not consistent. Pop Slick has an answer for Jokic. He's not really doing too much too much right now. Mm. And then everybody else, the supporting cast, Gary Harris and Will Barton, they haven't really had great games yet either. So, and then the Spurs are getting contributions from Derek White one game. Like he had 30 something, he had 35 in game three. And then DeMar DeRozan is very consistent. He's going to eat. LaMarcus Aldridge, you know what you're getting out of him? He has playoff yeah, experience out the wazoo. Right. You know, and they still have the coaching, they still have pop the whole way. So, you know, they really bounced back well from losing DeJounte Murray and found him a kid in Derek White. They can honestly get the job done. He looks yeah. like he he's not like a he's not like a typical two guard like NBA shooter, but he's great at getting to the paint and he's a good defender. So that works well for, for Pop Pop Bitch and the Spurs who want to control the pace. He's doing a good job right now. So right now I think they're going to keep that control of that series. I don't see them giving it back to Denver because Denver has more talent than them. So you let them boys get a game seven, you never know what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it goes that far. I think Spurs may be in five or six. Yeah, I just don't see. Uh, shout out to R.C. Buford for finding these guys. He stays uh, the Spurs general manager. He just stays oh, yeah. finding these guys out of nowhere. He would just contribute to the team and Pop being able to coach them up. Yeah, I don't see the Spurs taking an L at home. Mm-mm. And I think Denver really ruined their shot by like losing that game um, at home, which is going to be pretty disappointing. But I mean, they can, they have the talent. They could definitely sneak one. They're going to need a random game from like a Monte Morris or like a Beasley. <laughs> Beasley yeah. yeah, they're going to need like one of those random like 30-point games. And they, they have the potential of doing uh, Gary Harris, Will Barton. One of those guys are going to have to explode it. Jokic just be doing... Uh, He's been doing his thing. He's been getting triple doubles and all that good stuff. But like you said, Pop has definitely been trying to get him phased out of the offense as far as like being too much of an influence. Yeah, he's gonna he, get his numbers exactly. But. He's only gonna have to. He's gonna have to be like the facilitator. Pop not gonna let him score and 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 um facilitate. You gotta pick one. So um, we'll see what happens though because you know it's a long series 
and right now it's two one. So you don't know what somebody has up their sleeve, but it's not looking good for Denver. Not right now. They don't have enough playoff experience at all. That's the only thing. Um, so um, I don't know how they're going to bounce back, but I doubt they do. And and that's you know Houston going to take care of 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 the Jazz. Yeah, that's over. With. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, the boys are lunch me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's over. With. And and we already said go to say taking care of Clippers. So How you feel about the Sixers? We come out, say we come out east. Ben Simmons done. He done. He done. He done. He said come out in. The east. No, no, I said not be going out east. Excuse uh, me. Uh, but okay. but yeah, but yeah, Ben Simmons. You know he had a bad game one, and yeah, everybody was on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language. You know, nah, but he done figured it, it out. You know what I mean? He done figured it out. He got himself going. Yeah, to do something, man. That was that, yeah. That game one, everybody was like, "Uh, is he really you?" Yeah, but nah, it was. He he figured it out. Game two and game three, they're up two one now. Uh, man, he should take care of. The, he definitely should be able to take care of the Nets. Yeah, but I mean, game one is always the game that you know you can you can get caught slipping game one because the other team is like way more motivated than you probably. Right. And you, and you, you know, what I'm saying it's just like you can get caught slipping. Orlando caught, you know, Toronto slipping, and then got blown out. The rest of these other games. So, but in the Nets case, they got a tough squad, and D'Angelo Russell needs some help. That's all I'm saying. He, right. he needs yeah, some help. Never. He needs somebody that's gonna step up and make some shots with him, because he don't. I remember last night he probably scored nine or eleven straight in a pretty close time in the fourth quarter, but. He got no real help, so oh, so Karis go Levert hooped a little bit here. in that game. Yeah, Karis Levert, nice. He nice. He nice. He a little I'm bit. not even gonna say Karis Levert not nice because he is. I like Karis Levert, but I'm talking about in that game. They needed yeah. somebody to play some defense on the on the other side. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not doing that. Yeah, Dinwiddie, he's good on the offensive end, but on the defense, he's 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 pretty good. But yeah, he needed those a little bit more. They couldn't stop. Um, they couldn't stop him. They could with no MB too, so that that's how you know it really is a wrap. No MB, it's it's, it's it's a big wrap, you know. Yeah, it's it's over it. Sixers gone. Sixers doing what they what we thought they were gonna do, but they're talented enough to do this type of thing. We got to see if they're well coached enough, if their chemistry is good enough for them to take the next step and beat the Raptors when they come in the second round. But mm-hmm. moving on to that series. That's a wrap too. I think I think Orlando already got they shine on enough. If Kyle Laura gives you any any kind of points, any points, any points. Yeah, any because <laughs> he did have zero now. If he gives you any points, then they should probably take care of Orlando. That shouldn't be more than a five or six game series either. Six would be a surprise to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably six at the very most, but five, that's probably where it's going to go. I don't think, I don't think Orlando wants another game. I think Kawhi's, Kawhi's, what, he's just, what do you do with this man? Like, he, he's just so hard to defend and he's just so efficient. Kawhi and he's hard just going to defend, defense. But I'm telling you, the Raptors, they need a, they need, they need somebody else with playoff bucket getter in them besides Kawhi. If they want to be, if they want to go to the finals, because I think if they match up against the Bucks or the Seas, they might have some trouble. Even Philly might get them a whole lot of trouble at the end of games if Kawhi isn't having one of those virtuosos. Because Kawhi can't do that, like, all the time. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. But if Kawhi is not doing it, there's nobody else I trust in the fourth. Definitely so. Besides Pascal Siakam. But I don't know if he's he ready for it yet either. I was like, hey, that boy, young. He's, yeah, yeah he, I exactly. I like Pascal's game. You know what I mean? He yeah, can, he has an excellent game. He can get you to the right spot. But I don't know if he can get you over the hump. Not maybe not yet. So that's what we're looking for for the Raptors. Um, you know, Buff's gonna take care of the Pistons, and then yes. C's no gonna BG. take care of uh, Indiana. Oh, Depot would have made that a real interesting series. I don't oh know. yeah, Depot was there. Oh, we got robbed on that one. If yeah, robbed, robbed, highway robbery because you can see Indiana got all the got all the little shot makers to. Keep it close, and they play good enough defense to keep it close. But but boy, Boston got three, four, five guys that made shots at the end of the games. You know, Kyrie would make a shot, all the shots really, and mm. then Hayward would make a shot. Horford can make a shot. Tatum can make shots, all in crunch time situations. 
And so, you know, I just trust that way more than way more than um, pretty much any other team out east. To be honest, I like I like the seeds out east right now. Seeds, yeah, yeah. I like them out yeah. east because I don't. I, I like their whole construction. I was like, they had the biggest upside. It was just yes. so are they gonna play like it? It's the playoffs, so I hate to say that they want teams like put the switch on, but because I don't think really, I don't think it's no switch. But you know, line up getting a little. I mean, line up getting shorter right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Brassy is not shorter. going so deep in the bench, so all those minutes that Terry Rozier wasn't getting in the other in the, in the uh, regular season, he's getting them now. You know, I've seen Terry Rozier in the four all the time. You know, uh, Marcus Morris giving them very very nice minutes. And so is Hayward, and so is Brown. Now, Brown is a guy who's giving them energy minutes, but I need him to get some bucket minutes, okay? If they, yeah. if they want to be real serious, he has to get buckets, too. He can't just give you energy. He got to get some buckets. For sure. That being said, uh, today I got Raptors beating Orlando. I got the Pacers beating the Celtics, and I got the OKC beating the uh, Trailblazers. Tonight. Yeah, I, I don't see Pacers getting swept. I think that's too hard. I don't, I don't yeah. think they get swept, but I think I don't. I don't know if they win game three or four. They probably win game three if they want a chance in the series. They probably win game four, just not to get swept. So, but I know. Boston win the series in five games. So, you know, they might win this one right here, mm. like just at that first home game, because they, they, right. they've been in all, all the other games. They've been in them. They just couldn't close that door. So, right now, you, you're probably right. Celtics probably I really think they can really sweep them, but I, I, I give Indiana too much credit for that. I, I would yeah. give them a little respect. I'm I give them too much uh, credit. Yeah, they were a 4-5 seed, a 5 seed for a reason with no depot. That's tough. So yeah. I think they'll win a game, and, and they'll get them one at home. It ain't that hard to get one one game at, at home. They can at do the that. Crib. Yeah, catch the Celtics slipping. Yeah, so catch, I, I, yeah I, catch them slipping. Yeah, so so I got that, but I got C's winning in five there. And then uh, I agree with you. OKC's got to make it a 2-2 series going back to Portland. So give me OKC at home as well. I think Russell Russbrook's going to have him a game. Yeah, he's going to have a bunch of games. He's going to feed off them OKC people, man. They're going to go crazy in that building. Yeah, after game two, he said everything. He said he put everything on him, that he needs to play better. And but that's he a problem here sometimes. Like, you put everything on yourself. But, bro, you got to... You got a whole team out there, dude. When you're not shooting well like that, man, you got a whole squad out there that can rely on you just to get to the bucket. Like, you need to be getting to the bucket. You shooting all them tray balls. Yeah, yeah. Nobody that's can really... stop you from getting to the bucket. Hopefully that's what he means is that, okay, I want to take the ball and I'm not going to shoot uh, contested three-point jumpers or, it, like, step in three-point jumpers. I'm going to drive it to the hoop. And I'm just going to attack and, be, and get to the free throw line. And that's going to be the key. Him and PG get into that free throw line and drop it into the hoop. I mean, PG definitely can shoot his three ball, but I think both of them, they're the most effective when they're both doing that. And I think they will uh, game three tonight. Yeah. I think they both will get to the free throw line. Because they both thing. know how to win. And at the end of the day, when you're not winning, you got to revert back to how you can win. And mm. the biggest thing you can do to win is even though it might not be popular, is to go back to what you do best. Like, whatever I do best, even if it's shooting mid-range jumpers like DeMar DeRose, I'm doing that all game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm just straight shooting mid-rangers. And they're going to help them win. Don't go, and don't go away from it. Like, exactly. Keep going. All right, but but that but that really wrapped up the playoffs right now. Second, the second round is where it gets a little bit tighter. tighter because we know out the East, we're going to be going to see, you know, Celtics, Seas, Philly, Raps, and then out west it's a little cloudier. We'll see when we get there. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Um, but enough about the uh, NBA. Time to get to the NFL boy. Schedule drop. Yeah, I took a whole bunch of notes. So get ready. Get uh. It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of dive into a lot of talk about about the NFL season. We get to go ahead and all the pundits get to make their storylines and what we think are going to be big games that, like, by the time it's the season, might not be big games at all. But just kind of talk about some of the different things that we peeped. Um, the opener, Packers Bears NFL Classic game. It's like the most played rivalry 
ever. Yeah, ever. Like, it, yeah, especially NFL history. Like, that's like those two have played the, each other the most out of any other teams in the, in the whole league. And the Bears uh, had their coming out party last year against the Packers. That's when everybody looked at them like, oh, you know what I mean? I think, I think, yeah, I think they, Aaron Rodgers ended up coming back to win that game. Yeah, yeah, they didn't but get that dub, but I think they are. saw what the Bears were about. They're like, oh, crap, look at Khalil Oh, Mack. Khalil Mack's a monster. Why yes. did they Cool. Yes, that was that game with Khalil Mack went crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. he went absolutely crazy. September 5th is the opener that Thursday. Uh, to this year. Yeah, it's going to be Thursday night football pretty much every week this year. So we're going to have football consistently Sunday, Monday, and Thursdays uh, throughout the whole season. Um, opening on Sunday night is going to be Steelers at Patriots, which is another classic NFL AFC powerhouse matchup. It's gonna be pretty interesting how this goes this year too. That's gonna be that. And then the um the opening Monday night game is gonna be the Texans versus the Saints. Yeah. So all three matchups are I don't know about that one. <laughs> as far as what? Because it's such an odd matchup. We we play Texans so rarely. It's just yeah, a weird yeah, little yeah, game, you know? Who knows? What's gonna happen on that? That's gonna be a real good game to start yeah, off. I think like, all three of these games. I like Deshaun Watson. Saints open up against four straight playoff teams. Great, awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The NFC South. I was looking at all of the team schedules. Really tough schedules. Like, we gonna talk about back that to back more. years. I'm like, whoa, dudes, what's going yeah. on, man? Vicious, vicious. What's it's gonna going be, on, man? Yeah, both of them and the uh, Falcons have a real bad. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, the Thanksgiving schedule too came out. Uh, Chicago's playing the Lions, of course. They do that almost every year. Uh, Bills are going to Jerry's World to play the Cowboys. Uh, that's gonna be yeah. Cowboys probably gonna win that game. And then the main event, they ran it back. New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving night. They ran it straight back. Great decision, man. Prime time. Prime yeah. time. Saints-Falcons is just always a classic game. This is always a good, feisty rivalry game. I think, I think, I think this year we'll both be in better positions by Thanksgiving. I do. I do. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a real good matchup. That's going to be a good. That's going to be a good main event after you ate all that turkey and all that other good food for you to be able to um, get to watch that good game at the end. Especially because that Bills Cowboys game is probably going to be a letdown. But Bills Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a couple. Uh, I think I think that one's gonna be better than you think. Okay. Bills are gonna be competitive. They got better little offense. And one more year at Josh Allen. To, I don't know how to throw that thing. But if he's still playing, it's gonna be more competitive than you think. Um, uh, going into they already dropped the London <laughs> games for this year as well too. Um, London they're starting off October sixth. That's gonna be the first game that they have right there. Is going to be the um, Chicago Bears versus the Oakland Raiders. So this year, they're actually playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So that's going to be different from the Wembley Stadium. They're still doing games at Wembley in the later in the um, year, but they're now they're playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So That's interesting. That's, I think I know a story about that stadium, and I don't know if it's a good one, but uh, but I got I got to double check it. I got to make sure it's right. But um, essentially. It's straight rows, so not many sections. If if you understand what I'm saying, so it's just it's not like you break off one hundred, two hundred, yeah, three hundred. It's just number rows, so it's straight diagonal back. You know what I mean? So oh, okay, okay, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. The NFL trying to uh, definitely they're really trying to go global, and they're really trying to even them not doing. Wembley Stadium for all the games and just letting more people have access to come to the games that I mean, cause might have been this. Like you said, trying to go global. Um, they was number one by a long shot in revenue for all the sports, even Premier League, even Champions League. I mean, um, Premier League and the one in uh, in Spain. I forgot the oh, name La Liga. Of it. La Liga, yeah, La Liga. Uh, without a global presence, without a huge global presence, NFL blowing all those teams, I mean, all those leagues out the water for the revenue. So, whoo, you know what I mean? That's right. That's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, in October, the next the next uh, weekend game is going to be, it's actually going to be a 9.30 tip-off, which is, I always love 9.30 tip-offs. I was being on the East Coast. We don't get too many of those. That's going to be, um, 
Panthers versus the Bucks on October 13th. So that's going to be one. It's going to be at Tottenham Stadium again, too. Why is it on the division t- game? Right. They get to see a division game. I'd be, over, I'd be uh, pissed see. if I had a division game where I was supposed to be at home and then I had to play that thing in London. Right. And of course, the Bucks are slated to be home. So that lets you know right there. Yeah, that's the yeah, up. Exactly. That <laughs> lets you know right there who they value the most in that scenario. You know what I mean? On the, two, the next week after that, it's going to be Bengals versus Rams at 1 p.m. at Wembley Stadium. So back to the traditional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully the Bengals could be a little bit better than they were last year. I mean, they, they got Marvin new coach. Is gone, new coach. It's actually, it's actually funny. Glad you brought that up. Zach, uh, Zach Taylor, former quarterback coach for the Rams. So that's going to be interesting to see his old team. He gets to play his own team as a head coach. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And then, so the, from October 6th all the way to November 3rd, they got London games slated. So this is the most London games that they've had, they're going to have this season, and that's going to be the Texans versus the Jaguars, another divisional game, and they're doing that one. It's going to keep well being too. more until they get a team out there. It's going to keep being more and more London games until a team is out there. That's going to be crazy if they get a team out there, man. That's going to be really different, especially for, like, because – it's, it's hard to see, like, because basketball, it's like, okay, Toronto, that can be excited since a lot of players from Canada. Yes. That's, that's kind of some connections, and but. That's why, the reason why it's not there now is because it's just too far. Mm, it's just yeah. way too far. Like, I can't imagine having to go to London every week, you know. But I guess if you go in there now to play the game, you give, that's tough, though. Yeah, it's that's tough. tough. That's tough. That's tough. That schedule's going to be tough. I don't know if they're going to ever figure that out. But that's or, what they want, though. That's definitely yeah. what they want for for money-wise. But that may be just an ideal thing because I don't know if they can actually make that happen. Um, the 18th, November 18th, uh, they're finally going to be able to do the Mexico City game that got canceled last year because of the uh, smog and everything like that from the uh, L.A. fires and stuff like that. So they're going to be able to do – so they announced that it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus my Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be at Estadio Azteca Stadium. And that's going to be a pretty good matchup. AFC West, uh, pop division game. It's going to be in, in Mexico. So that's going to be really exciting. Very exciting. Very good to see those two teams match up. Both with some um, Spanish culture from where, based off the cities that they play in. So, Right. I think, I think Mexico, they'll probably be... If, it, if anybody will get a team as far as internationally, Mexico will probably be more of like a... I can see them being a little bit more. They're more of a geographical fit, for sure. Yeah, I think that could that could kind of work out. I don't know. I, I feel like the NFL really doesn't need to do that, but you know, they're a corporation. They're all about trying to get the maximized dollar. So at some point, I can see they're definitely expanding to one of them teams, but probably not in the near future, though. But yeah, those are going to be all the um, international games for this year. Taking a look at like the easiest schedule versus the hardest schedules, I was looking at some of the different. Um, Stats when it comes to that. The Redskins and the the Redskins have the easiest schedule by far based on like the winning percentages of teams last year. They have the easiest schedule right now, the easiest road. Um just based on their schedule. The Patriots once again have a very easy schedule. Their schedule is honestly really cheeks when I was looking at it. And that's mostly because of the Jets, Jazz, and the Dolphins, who not Jazz, uh Jets, uh Bills and the uh, Dolphins. And hopefully those teams can be competitive this year just so they can have a little bit of a fight. But I think the Jets will. It's going to be interesting. It's still Patriots division until that man Brady. Yeah, croaks it. Yeah, he's going to have to, they got to just shoot that man Brady. That's just going to have to be. Yeah, they're going to get an heir apparent soon, though. But mm. Brady probably got two, two in him the way he looked last year. Yeah, um, as far as the hardest schedules based on that, the Raiders and the Broncos actually have the, based on last year, the two hardest schedules. They're both tied. Um, then there's the Jaguars that have a really tough schedule, too. The My Chargers are, we're ranked 16th as far as schedule, so we're like right in the middle of it. The Saints are, uh, have the 22nd easiest schedule, so they're, they're, they're really I don't see how that's but, true, man, man. I looked at the schedule. Maybe because it just starts off so tough, but it looked like it wasn't that sweet, man. You know what I mean? It didn't look like oh, it was... No, right. oh, so basically you have the eighth hardest. Oh, I was about to say, okay. No, 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 tenth hardest, tenth hardest. That's happened a couple of times. I mean, we did that before. I think it was like, I mean, it's the 22nd best. 
I was like, no, it's a something worse, tenth worse. And then yeah. they were talking about the same thing the whole time. So yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, uh, but yeah, they got, they got a really they got they got a really tough schedule coming up. Back to back years, baby. The gauntlet. That's how you got to do it, though. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be uh, tough. Um, one thing that I just wanted to educate the uh, the listeners on, and just to let them know, because I know last year, if you guys were paying attention to the league, you probably noticed that some games were getting flexed out of other games, and just depending just on the match out there. Or even if you didn't notice that, I, I just want to let you know that that is an option. Like the NFL, that started, it started in 2014, but last year, I think that was the best year that they really implemented that. I think they made a lot of good games. So how that works is, so the flex scheduling is, is it started in 2006, but 2014 is when they expanded it. So only Sunday afternoon games are eligible to be moved into Sunday night. And basically how this works is that, let's say the preview schedule, and then we have we have the Sunday uh, schedule up right here. I mean, we could go into we could go into a little bit into the games a little bit later. But let's say one of those games, those Sunday night games, ended up just being a real stinker due to like injury or the team is just cheats. The NFL has the option of being able to swap out one of the Sunday afternoon games and putting it in its place. Um, yeah, only Sunday only Sunday afternoon games are scheduled for that. It this does not apply to Thursday, Saturday, or Monday night games. So none of those games will be flexed out. Once they're if it's a Chiefs matchup matchup on Monday or Saturday or Thursday, it's just over with. Only Sunday night. Uh, the teams get a 12 day notice whether they get moved into. And also uh, since 2014, like week 17. So week 17, we got that good match of the Titans versus the Colts, where it was winner goes into the playoffs. They've deemed that week 17, they, that Sunday night game, they always want that to be a game with its playoff implications. So they have the right to flex any of those out for week 17. They actually don't even have one in the schedule right now. Mm. And you, you you could get a six day um, notice of that as far as week 17 goes. And the flex scheduling starts week five through 17, and they can only do up to two games for that. So is it so this is it's two games that we get flexed in and that also get and that's also a really good incentive for teams that may not have been on the radar but then end up being really good for them to earn their way to get some primetime games. So that was pretty um interesting. I just wanted to let y'all to let that know that it is an option and that the NFL's been trying to get this uh schedule as best as possible. Um going into some of the storylines that I have for the schedule, um the I'm gonna start off with the Saints. Uh, the Saints. I saw you guys. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. you guys. You have your AFC, your NFC Championship rematch week two. Off the top, they already want y'all to go ahead and play the Rams. And then they got Dallas a couple weeks after. Well, actually, very, like two weeks after that, got Dallas Sunday night. Um, that's gonna be the one I want. Is that Dallas yeah. Sunday night? Because they gotta come to the dome this time. We went to their dome last time. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that is going to be um, real interesting to see. Uh, what's really interesting about the NFC South, when I was looking at everybody's schedules, they have they the NFL. I don't know how this happened, but all most of the all their most most of not all of their divisional games are going to be after their week nine bye that the Falcons and Saints have. So man, we got we went four man. What you're so right? Yeah, November tenth, seventeenth. 24th and 28th. So the whole month of November, we just play Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, divisional games. We don't play divisional game anytime before that except for once versus the Bucks. Yeah, which is crazy. I um yeah, and all the other games are gonna be non-divisional for like the first 10 weeks. So the second half of the schedule for the entire NFC South is gonna be crucial. That gives you time to work some kinks out. I was looking at the Falcons. After that week nine bye, literally they have five straight division games. They got New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa, New Orleans, and Carolina five in a row. So that's going to be a gauntlet of divisional games. Like you, that's going to be the stretch where if you're having issues early in the season, you could turn it around in that second half. Like that's a guy who can really. And that's really interesting how they did that because usually there's a little bit more mixed in like the schedule of like divisional games, but nah, NFC South has been backloaded this year. Yeah, that's something to watch out. Of show, and then we, um, and then so, but besides the, you know, our rematches of last year and the and the, the strange divisional setup, we finished the year kind of, I don't want to say on a softball, but we finished it. We finished it against some teams that we we can we can beat, um, like Niners, Colts, Titans, Panthers. So 
You finish it off with good teams because Niners, Colts, Titans, all those are good teams. So good teams, but you know the gauntlet is definitely in the first four weeks to get to make sure you at least two and two, three and one out of that. Yeah, right. That's definitely gonna be important in every season. Um, some other notable matchups: the uh, Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell gets to play the Steelers again, Week 16. They went into like, that. Um, that's at Pittsburgh, right? Um, no, it's gonna it's gonna be at uh, New York. It's gonna be in New York. Okay, that's good. I wish that's they would have did it. Yeah. I wish they would have did it in uh, Pittsburgh. That would have been, been too much of a. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been too. Yeah, that would be that would have been way too much of a movie, man. Yeah, yeah. they're doing it in New York. That's gonna be exciting for that. Um, week fourteen, December eighth, Chiefs Pats rematch, the AFC Championship rematch. Those are great. That should be something to look out for. And they put that thing at the end of the year. So, they, so basically, they they put an AFC implications on the line right there. Yeah, right there. That's, that's definitely going to be a really important game when that comes up to you, hopefully. Um, Again, enough time Tyreek Evans. I mean, I mean Tyreek Hill will be back just in case he got suspended. Right. And there any other things like that. Uh, the That's pretty much one of the only big games the Patriots have like outside of their division. Like, everything else is going to be pretty Did they play Pittsburgh game right this now. year? Um, Pittsburgh, I don't believe they're playing Pittsburgh again. No, they are. They're, they're, um, they're playing them. Uh, that's no, going to be the opening Sunday night game. They, they got to play Pittsburgh. That's, uh, that's tradition. Yeah, they play um, the, the week one Sunday night. They play it. That might be one of the ones where, depending on, depending on how they come out looking, Pittsburgh might have to have to get right against them and, and show the world they're still going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Um Steelers, that's going to be a really important game for the Steelers. It's going to be Patriots New England. off week one. So, yeah. that's y'all chance right there. Especially coming off of the Le'Veon and Antonio Brown getting it off. It's going to be really, in their offseason in general, it's going to be really interesting. Better draft James Conner. Better draft Juju. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's going to be heavy options as far as, like, fantasy goes. Um, So, interesting things that I saw off the schedule as I was just perusing around. The Browns, they're the only team that has two Monday night football games this year. Oh, they both in the, in the beginning, right? Yeah, one in week uh, two and then one in week five. People want to see the Browns, and so the NFL um, put them put put their primetime games towards the beginning, so that just in case the Browns don't mess them around and go back to being the Browns, you at least get right. to see them in the beginning with some hope. But I don't think they will go back. I think that'd be all right. But they yeah. put did they put like I think four or five primetime games for the Browns within um, the first couple weeks. Yeah, no, they, yeah, for obvious reasons. I mean, when you got Odell coming in and you got him teaming up with Jarvis Landry, you got Baker and just all, everything that happened last year, this is going to be a very exciting team to watch. And it, and it, it, all around the league, generally, I don't see anybody having too negative, too many negative feelings about the Browns. I think everybody's like, oh, okay, it's the Browns. Like, they, they yeah, like, no one really retired of the Browns being bad, bro. Yeah, like, it's just like, it's like, yeah. it's been too long of it. Like, hey, we want to see the Patriots go be bad. We don't want to see the Browns be bad anymore. You know what I mean? It's, it's been like yeah. that for, for 30, 20 years. So I hope, you know, the sentiment is good, but it's, it's, it's what you do when you are good that really going to show how good you can be. Like, are you going to be good and then start effing off? Or are you going to be good and lock in? You know what I mean? That's the that's the difference between the teams like the Patriots, the Saints, and the Steelers versus teams that enjoy a little success and flame out quickly. No, exactly. And I think that with the Browns, I want them to be competitive because Chargers being in the AMC, I'm tired of the Steelers and Ravens having an easy way to the playoffs. I need the Bengals and Browns to step up and knock some of them, knock them down a peg. I need the Browns to do their thing and make that division a little bit more challenging. That um, it's always that's tough for me to agree with because I know the Steelers just been in. You're right. For, it's really just seemed like they'd be the Steelers or the Ravens, and every once in a while, every once in a while. The Bengals used to have a team with Marvin, and they used right. to kind of show some competitiveness. But you're right on the more, on a more like, um, on a more polarizing scale. Not many divisions come out with a different winner every year. I remember the NFC South used to do that a lot. Uh, NFC yeah, North got a have. couple teams that that go back and forth and win it. Um, but the, the NFC, uh, I mean the AFC, the AFC. 
North, North, AFC North. I think it's gonna be super competitive this year. Super competitive. Yeah, it should be. I'm, I'm hoping so, man. The AFC West has been so, uh, been pretty competitive the past couple of years. The NFC South is gauntlet every year, uh, for the most part. Last year probably not so much, but um, in past years definitely. Uh, NFC North, all that good stuff. Um, some other things. The Seahawks and the Rams, they're tied with five primetime games this year. So they both each have five primetime games. Which is the That's most. a lot for the Seahawks. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they gave uh, they gave Russell Wilson the bag. So I guess they were like, okay, we're time for them to uh, well, get on TV a little bit more. Nah, they gave him the bag and Seattle said, all right, we need to be on TV, make some of this money back. We need some Right, money. no, exactly. We need some of these commercial monies. Especially with that signing bonus. Straight yes, cash. Yes, sir. It's 65 million straight cash, homie. That's what's up. Yeah, salute Russell on that too, man. And uh, Russell, Russell is uh, people will say he's like the coolest dude ever, but yeah. nah, he definitely snapped with that video. What do you know he video. didn't? Oh, my goodness. You, that, that, that you put it so lightly on him. Way to put it. He said he's not the coolest dude ever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, but, but really, though, um, that, that video was not you like that video bro I liked it I liked it no cap bro I liked it that man said that man said hey OCL yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do it like we come on do. bro you see, you see when I first saw it I had the same reaction but I really thought about it like put it like if I put on those shoes it's just like okay the dude gave me 65 mil cash then I'm in the band with CNN yeah. bro I'm, I got I mean, the chains on He's definitely oh, flexing. He's definitely he was, flexing. He was flexing. I, I had to give a little flex on that. Like, yeah. But it's just, it's just funny that it was Russ. Like, it's just like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I know. I will say that. I know Future was looking at that video like, what? Pissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, that was real cool. Glad, yeah, glad Black Man get your money, man, for sure. Uh, interesting storyline as far as on a personal note for me. So you listening to the show? If you've been a uh, fan or listening to the show for a while, you know I'm a Chargers fan. Um, our schedule is not really too, as far as like right now, dynamic as far as like who we play or as far as matchups, as far as like marquee matchups or anything like that. But on a on a personal note, um, there's a there's a stretch from week six to week nine where I literally play every person in my family's uh, favorite team. So literally, week six, Steelers. That's my little, my youngest brother, Dakari. Week seven, play the Tennessee Titans, my dad's squad. We play the Bears uh, the next week. That's my grandpa's team. And then we play the Packers. That's my grandma's team. And then week 15, we play Minnesota, who is my um, second, uh, my my middle brother, Daquan. He, he play his squad. So I'm playing the whole fam this year. So there's a lot of trash talking going on, on a personal note with the Chargers. So that's one thing that's keeping me interested into it. Because other than that, uh, I mean, we're playing like, you know what I'm saying? We, we're playing uh, not too many other like marquee matchups. We we're playing a lot in the uh, NFC North. So that's like a lot of my family members have teams there. But nothing too Check spectacular at the moment. Um, this might this story broke about an hour and a half ago, but I'm going to have time to talk about it next week. Um, and if, this is not also uncommon, but uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock sent all the scouts home for because the draft coming up because they're about to make their board now. Sent all the scouts home and just locked in with them too. So whatever they're about to do, ew, you, you just don't know. It could be big, <laughs> man. <laughs> that, that's that's definitely want to be one of the more interesting. Uh, Things to watch out for is that draft because that draft is especially because the Raiders are in our division. It's going to be really interesting to see if they can hit on the picks and what direction they go with them. And it's already been, and John Gruden's already been criticized just even just not even on his own, but he's been criticized by even hiring Mike Mayock because he was a their draft yeah. guy for NFL Network and doesn't the really necessarily TV have, guy exactly. Yeah, he's the TV guy, so you know it's gonna be really interesting to see how that works because that can open up a whole new. What do you think about sending the um, scouts home for for full solidarity, just to be you and him locked in there for trust reasons too? He said he wanted to trust. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I, I, it's a good move to build that rapport, especially if you hire somebody as your GM. Your GM, as, as I think it's gonna be good to build that rapport. I think it was good to let them get a little bit of edge off because I know it's probably been really tense. They've been doing a lot of work since the season's been over to like look at different scouts. And, I mean, look different prospects and stuff like that. So a day to uh, relax and have a little meet time for them. I think it's gonna be doing no, good in the end. They're not relaxing. Them scouts ain't coming back. They home for good. Like until oh, the draft. Oh, they fired them. No, not fired. Oh, Thank y'all for oh, scouting. Oh, okay, okay. Y'all boys okay, going right. home. We gonna do oh, this until big war. Yeah, until, oh, until the draft. Oh, they don't want to buy into on the plan. Dang. Okay. I mean that's real because stuff leaks crazy. Exactly. Stuff Can't leaks crazy. Yeah. No, that's real. And even even if it's a dude that you like, there's a real cool dude and you can trust. Generally, stuff happens. Like you tell somebody, dude's pillow talk, man. Exactly. And, and information you know, just gets out. You never know. And you picking what top? Top four. You got got number three pick, I believe, or four pick. Yeah, I think four pick. They got a four pick, so you, you you're hoping that somebody don't know you want a quarterback, or somebody don't don't, don't know you want Quentin Williams or something like that. You know, you you're just hoping that nobody knows that. Yeah, for all we know, they can trade up and get Kyler Murray. Exactly. That might be. I think they're the only team that has the goods and the need to trade up. But they don't even need a quarterback. They have a car. But they I guess a car, even though I'm off of him. But uh, yeah, that, that, that I was never on, on really. I was never on Derek really. But... No, I don't know. I was on Derek that, Carr. I'm on Derek Carr. I don't know why I'm on Derek Carr. I just think he played. He, he talks good, so we'll see. He, yeah. he talks a good game, you know what I mean? Like, he talks like he is going to be a good quarterback, but I got to see him with, you know, another year of John. Yeah, I definitely was shocked after that 2016 season that he had. He was really, really good, and I never thought he could get to that level. And we haven't seen it since, so it's really interesting. I mean, if we could get back to that 2016 level, then he's going to be good to go. 2016 level, 2017 hurt, 2018 coming back from hurt. That's what I'm saying. I think 2019 – this is going to be something where we got to see. Yeah, it's going to be, um, that is going to be definitely something to uh, look out for with that to see if it could do, if we can bounce back from like those injuries and get right. The, that could be really hard. A lot of decisions are going to be made. Yes, sir. Um, Thursday night football. So let's, let's go through a couple of these matchups just to see what we kind of think about it. So what's cool is, uh, if you got Amazon Prime after week three, starting week four, you get all the games, all the Thursday night games are going to be on Amazon Prime video. So you can stream those if you got Amazon Prime account uh, for free. Well, you pay for it in your membership. But yeah, so that's going to be available. So that's going to be a pretty good uh, option for you guys that don't necessarily like, are like usually doing stuff on Thursday night or at work. You can stream it from your phone if you got that Amazon Prime. Another way the league is trying to expand to get football more accessible in the hands of people. Uh, starting off, well, the first the first Thursday game, the opening game, that doesn't count as Thursday night football. But starting week two, uh, it's going to be Bucks Panthers. Eh, it's going to be all right. Hopefully, it's a little bit better than we think. Bucks Panthers. Yeah. Mm. It should be. Uh, it's probably be a good hopefully. game. It's divisional, but it's yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Bruce Arians will get the bugs right. I think James is scared of it. Um, then it's Titans Jaguars, another divisional matchup. That should be pretty straight. Mm. Uh, then week four, we got Eagles Packers. That's probably gonna be a really good that's matchup. Heat. That's probably that's gonna be heat. Rams Seahawks after that. That's gonna be heat. Um, Giants Patriots. Hmm. Super Bowl rematch. They don't get to play too. It's a classic game, though. Like that's a good. It's a classic. It's a, it's yeah. a good matchup for TV, boy. I will tell you that much. Yeah, for TV, Boston, yeah, the New York. You know what I mean? That's a good yeah, TV matchup. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good TV matchup. Hopefully, uh, the field play like it. But until they have yeah. a new quarterback, I'm not questioning. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. Uh, that can go. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco. Anyway, uh, Redskins at Vikes. That's a terrible that's game. Be, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. Uh, 49ers at Cardinals. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's all right. <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna finally be able to see Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. Um, Chargers at Raiders. We should be able to beat the Raiders. I don't know. The Raiders could. Who knows who, who at Raiders? Yeah, Chargers Raiders is a toss up. That's good. That's a good one. You want to see that one? We, yeah, we don't want to see that one. Anytime, anytime we go to the black hole, it's always even that the Raiders are cheats. 
it's usually a pretty decent game. Like for the most part, we don't ever just like blow them out in recent memory. So that's gonna be straight. Uh Steelers at Browns. That should be in week eleven. That should be a really good matchup. Hopefully. Oh yeah, that's both gonna be, teams that play. That's that should TV, be a really yeah. good game. That's that gonna be a really good TV. Then we got Colts Texans. Uh, that should be a pretty good, yeah, that's good game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a uh, isn't that a playoff game? That's a playoff game right there. Yeah, that should be a that should be a playoff game definitely. Um, then they got uh, Cowboys Bears, which should be a pretty good matchup if everybody stays high level in the award last year. That should be a good matchup. Really good matchup, yeah. That's probably gonna have a lot of playoff implications too, especially if they're like in the wild card range. That's probably gonna have a lot of. And then week fifteen, they're gonna do that Jets Ravens, which is. Yeah, it could go either way. Jets Ravens not bad. Cause I think the Jets gonna be competitive by the end of the year, but I don't know if they're gonna be in the in, in like any type of playoff position though. Yeah, I don't know what direction the Ravens are gonna go to. You're thinking, I'm thinking up, but they do they did lose a lot of key members on that defense. But they gained Earl Thomas. They lost uh, Terrell Suggs, which is and he's not in like his prime anymore. But that was kind of like the heart and soul of the defense for them years after Ray Lewis left. So it's gonna be interesting to see them. But it's finally no T Suggs. And so, no, pretty much no original guys from that original run that they had when they won the ring a couple years ago. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that defense goes. Um, yes, sir. The best game out of that, yeah, prob- probably that uh, Eagles-Packers, that's probably going to be the biggest game as far as going off of last year. Now we're going to have on that Thursday night schedule. Yeah, that Bears one wasn't bad either, Bears. The Bears-Cowboys. Yeah, Bears-Cowboys should be pretty good. Um... The Monday schedule uh, is pretty decent as well. Well, the Monday schedule is looking a little bit more interesting as far as, like, the different matchups. Uh, we won't go through every game on here. The, the Mexico City game, that's going to be a Monday night game. That's Chiefs Chargers. Uh, that's that same Texas game that opened it up. That should be usually the Monday night games uh, when you open it up. Usually, they're kind of, like, more, like, Folly games in the sense of like yeah we lost we uh, I don't know like we we got killed one Monday night versus the uh, Vikings um and, and we went like we ended up going like twelve four that year I was about to say yeah literally last Monday Sam Darnold put up forty one on the Lions and, <laughs> yeah uh, they opened it up so we won't put too much stock in the game oh the later the the after the night game after that game is gonna be Broncos at Raiders so. We'll get an early glimpse of John uh, Gruden's Raiders and to see where the Broncos are at too with it. Um, nothing else too crazy on that Monday night schedule right now. Uh, Vikings Seahawks week 13, that should be pretty good. Uh, you guys actually, no, oh, I'm sorry. You guys actually have two Monday night football games to say. Well, I'm sorry, dude. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, uh, yeah. Roger Goodell had to give y'all a little good look after that blown call. So At least second was towards the end of the year, right? Yeah, that um, y'all play the Colts week 15. Yeah, that'll be fun. That should be a good one to watch for sure. So, yeah, you and uh, so the Saints and the Browns have two Monday night games. So, that's going to be something to look forward to with that. Um... The Sunday night, I think the Sunday night schedule, I think that's good. I think those are the best games, to be honest. And I think they do that on purpose. And then plus, they'll be able to flex out games. So I think the Sunday, the Sunday night games is by far going to have the best schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, by far. That's where that's Sunday night football, baby. That's the that's the one. Yeah, that's tradition. Yeah. So that, it opens up Eagles Cowboys. So that's going to be nasty. That's going to be a good matchup. Um, Packers Chiefs open up right after that, too. Uh, that's going to be a really good game in there, too. So, yeah, so it's going to open up with the Packers and Bears. Then it goes Steelers-Patriots. We're going to get Eagles-Falcons, Rams-Browns, Cowboys-Saints, Colts-Chiefs, Steelers. This time the Steelers come to uh, Los Angeles. We get to play them. Uh, Eagles-Cowboys, Sunday Night Classic. Uh, Packers play the Chiefs. Patriots, Ravens, Vikings, Cowboys, Bears, Rams. This is a lot of good matchups. I don't see. I don't see any weak matchups on here. Honestly, there's no. Yeah, there's no weak teams even playing on Sunday night like that. NFL this year was like, look, bro, we're not trying to have no Chiefs games on Sunday nights. Like we're not about to do it because it's nothing worse than you watch the epic 
afternoon of Sunday football and then exactly. it's Sunday night and it's like wow, it's a wow. I guess I get to go to bed early yeah nice and tucked <laughs> and you know end up watching the game anyway just cause you don't even want to get tucked yeah exactly like you're just like yeah I guess I'll watch this uh 20 point blowout but no all these games are going to be really good and then also like we were saying earlier too there's going to be a lot of flex options so I'm excited for Sunday night Sunday night is like the best slate of games off the top than Thursday or uh, Monday so definitely excited about that um anything else about the schedule I mean yeah it's excited about football on the way drives going to be next week so we're going to get into some drive stuff next week uh, so definitely be on the lookout for that we'll have a draft preview and then after the draft we're gonna have a uh, draft review and see how everybody did. Yep, we got draft in, and then after that, playoff coverage too. Mini clip playoff. OTAs, not mini clip, <laughs> mini camp. <laughs> yeah, mini mini camp OTAs, all that other good stuff is. You know, it's gonna get to the oh, we're gonna start we're gonna start up that baseball podcast too. Honestly, I don't even say it's gonna be a baseball podcast. It's really gonna be a Braves podcast. We're just gonna talk about the Braves, right? Yeah. Especially y'all talk about. Yeah, yeah cause I'm yeah. like I'm a I like baseball, but I'm really more I'm um, I'm only gonna be late for the Braves as far as like excited. Uh, just a little preview. Uh, yeah. funny, little preview on the Braves. Uh, how you feel about the Braves so far? We got a couple minutes left before the show ends. We need to get a bullpen so bad. <laughs> that bullpen is Craig awful, Crimble just bro. sitting out there. Bro, I'm not going to pay him, bro. He wants 100 mil, bro. Are you serious? But I thought he wanted five years. I'll play him. I, I, hey, the way he just throw off on um, Acuna and Albies, I don't know who they agents are. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we see that. We ran <laughs> off of them. We off of them, boys. But, I mean, and we were talking about that, too. I was Woo. listening to some people talk about that. I mean, how you how do you feel about that? Because I feel like, all right, I get it. They could have made a lot more, but the them boys coming where they come from. I mean, that's the thing. You can't always say that, bro. Because because just because you come from an overseas place like whatever, you can't just immediately say, "Oh, my agent don't know what it's like." You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. or because and then they people hire agents. They know business too. They know they see contracts getting signed. So they know people out here making money, you know. What I mean, right. they can they can see it, and agents know it. So right. there's no excuse just because you come from somewhere where they don't speak English to be getting fleeced like that not on even, the open not market. Even more so on that, because I mean, not even not even necessarily on that, because these are these were extensions. They weren't like it's not like they were free agents and everybody had true. But that means you, all that means is that you don't bet on yourself. Is like you okay. I'm gonna get a hundred million dollars because that's coming to me no matter what. I, even if I get hurt today, I'm getting a hundred million dollars for right, nine exactly. years. Right? It's so, hard to turn down. So that's not it, these are not nothing I can say is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a type of agent that will do that deal and not be selfish. So mm-hmm. let me say that again too. I'm a type of agent that will do that deal and not be selfish. But if you if you look at it just from of what you are used to seeing, right? Selfishness in the world, you know what I mean? Oh no, 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 no! Yeah. Then it was definitely, it's surprising. It was definitely... But if you look at it from a team level or from a security level, mm-hmm. man, you just secured yourself a hundred million dollars in over eight years, no matter what. You know? Yeah, and, and these are solely off of projections too. We have no idea what type of player, um, exactly. Especially, especially Ozzy. Like, I feel like he's gonna be really good, but we, you don't know. He could, he could go either way. And Ozzy just secured himself seven million, about forty nine or forty five million dollars. So, mm. you know, it's not little money. It's this. This not saying like you're gonna be broke tomorrow. You know, that's let's get out of the way. But just saying, Mike Trout just signed. 10, $10 million, $400 million. You know what I mean? By the time we just signed $13, $330 million, Machado, $300 million. You, you can be better than them. That's what yeah. I'm seeing. But they're no. all a good four, five, six, seven, eight years in their career. And that contract may come later. You gave yourself yeah. a chance to, to play to you 28, 29, and get a new deal that might yeah. be that big. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, they gonna be yeah they gonna be around their thirties when they get that uh, next contract. Now they both gonna be under twenty nine. Oh, okay, so yeah, because well, Acuna next... got it for eight years. He's twenty one. He might be about twenty nine. And then uh, and then Ozzy Albies, I think he's about twenty two, twenty three. 
He got his for seven years. I think they're both be 29 when their deals are done. Ready for Rio. So yeah, but definitely the contract was a discount for both of them. So that means Braves, if y'all listening, y'all have no excuse for not getting no started pitching. I'm tired of Hula and Tehran. <laughs> you chalking them out every day being our main starter, our top two starter. Stop that. Come on go, now. Go get, get that ace. bullpen right. Go, go, go get a bullpen. How about y'all boys next week? Spend some cash. Um, it oh, offense is good, though. No, yeah, offense good. Offense ain't one. We're loaded yeah. on offense. We just offense gotta get that pitching. Yeah, offense good. Defense good, too. You know what I mean? Offense yeah, good, so. defense good, but you're in a division with the Phillies. The Phillies, you're putting up so many points. You got to go get some pitching. That's all yeah, I want to say to y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all too, man. All right, we're going to be out. Yes, sir. Go on.